Wait, sorry. Ugh, my fault. Okay, just one's from the top. We're not famous yet. But if people knew who we were, we might get the attention we crave. Until then, we'll ride this wave. It's Kaylee and Tina. Two girls with hypochondria. It's Kaylee and Tina. Together, we'll tell you the best of the things you forgot or overlooked with our blunt observations. It's time to get underrated. <laughs> yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Hi. Hello, everyone. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Tina. And guess what? We're underrated. Some material in this podcast may include cosmic energy, sparkling dialogue, and blunt observations from two of the most underrated gals on the scene, and that is me and my friend Kaylee. That and is the, me and my friend Tina. And the guest. Oh my gosh, her. Yeah, she's pretty underrated too, which is why she's here today. Um, I want to give a huge shout out to my high school BFF, former sublet roommate, um, travel buddy to London that one time. Caroline, Rosie, Ansi, how are you? Haley, you know, no matter how long we've known each other, you still can't say my last name correctly. And I he adore knew that. that. Was coming out. <laughs> it is actually Cianci. Many would say Chanchi, but I do, I do approve of Cianci, but never Cianci. But thank you. It's so, I'm so happy to be here, truly. Cianci. My whole family is <laughs> all we say is Cianci, Cianci, <laughs> It's so. easier, maybe. <laughs> We're thrilled to have you. For those wondering, I have met Caroline in a few social situations uh <laughs> so we're all connected it's not really For a sure. contest with like who's closer like yeah who's traveled the world together who's tra- who's who went to London who together had laugh, who had a laugh at Kaylee's graduation party you know like we're all connected <laughs> we're all connected I think what shows friendship the most is if like you're kind of anonymous and you mm-hmm. still come together and become friends which is what Tina and I uh had on the fun twitter game called the circle and tina and i actually became friends not even knowing each other's names no matter no cloudy judgment of names we were just like you know what we are connected and me and lily lily and scarlett and i were very good friends so we were we were an absolute squad for those of you who don't know over quarantine um our friends organized a twitter version of the real reality show the circle and we all had a fake identities and we're playing the game completely through twitter and we were really sad together (laughs) yeah as you could tell none of us were doing okay mentally Um, we were doing that on twitter constantly just talking through fake identities like things were not good yeah literally playing games we were all reaching out so hard during that i still am i'm sad the game's over because i'm same I really haven't progressed um, <laughs> in regards that was to peak. my mental stability. Yeah, it's just stayed the same. Just about, I, had, so. I had classes and everything, and now it's over, and I quickly oh. feel myself uh, getting back to March. Like, I start seeing totally. things on Netflix, like toddler ballroom show, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to watch that. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> I'm back to that place. Um, yeah, it's What good. is up, ladies? Should we do first, first segment? Yeah. Is, let's see oh uh my sweet tina why are you being a hypochondriac this week i am being a hypochondriac this week because there's a 
freckle on my leg. Mm-hmm. It might be, there's speculation about it maybe being ingrown hair. We don't mm-hmm. really know. Did I, everyone was like, don't touch it. What did I do? Fucking excavated of it. Course. Poked it, poked it, made it pop, like did crazy shit to yeah. it. And now it, it is looking worse than ever. Um, do you mind me asking, uh, is it inner thigh? No, it's it's low. It's, it's low, like low okay. on my leg. Inner thigh, I'm like, who even knows what's going on? Inner thigh to me is ingrown minefield. Yeah. But maybe I'm just outing myself there as to where no. if I get one where it is. But um it's on would you say calf area? Yeah. Wow. I'd even say calf, which is that's not where you think an ingrown hair is gonna no. live. I think a hair is on a calf. You think oh. a but do you think an ingrown hair is on a calf? Yes, because if there's hair on the calf, there's probably an ingrown hair. But honestly, on the thigh, I don't get hair vibes over there. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's just like a different whole. It's a whole different land over there. Like to, for my leg, for my it's, leg, home. it's smooth city for you. It's sm- honestly, I have to say it is. Oh, I hate to break okay. the news. I feel I don't feel like a girl's girl right now. But I have no, to say no, it. no. Don't say that. Don't I'm just being open and honest about my body. No, and we no, respect that, nice. and that's awesome. It's just different from ours, so we automatically put Hate up, me. put up, yeah, a barrier You're between up us. a wall, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's Absolutely. okay. Um, Kaylee, why are you a hypochondriac? If I'm being uh, honest, I know we normally are trying to make light of our situations um, when we're talking about being hypochondriacs, but this week, I'm not making light of anything, because I had a really scary thing happen, oh, and no. I- I know I'm talking with a, with a dry little lilt in my voice, but I'm being dead ass. I, if you guys know me, you know that I love, especially me this time last year, I'd love to have a panic attack, a pretty explosive one too. Um, My first one I ever had, I Caroline was my roommate at the time. I wasn't home, but Caroline was my roommate at the time. LOL. Haven't had one in a, in a few months. I haven't had one of that extreme nature. in I don't know, I'd say nearly a year. And the other day, fuck. Yeah, she had one. Now, listen, I have I grown in the past year to where I didn't have to call an ambulance? Yeah, yeah, no, I didn't. Did I, I talked to my dad on the phone. Huge shout out to Bill Azito. He, he just talked to me on the phone for about half an hour and it calmed down. But I just wanted to point out that I think we're all going through it a little bit again because we're like, it's the winter and this shit still isn't mm-hmm. going away as we discussed a little bit. So Anybody that's having anxiety or panic attack, think you're having a heart attack, I feel you, you're seen, mm. you're heard. And that's that's why I was being hypochondriac. I love it. Ooh, well, I'm, I'm glad it wasn't as scary for you as it was a year ago. It is, I know you said that you haven't progressed since the March, but I think that's a huge way to progress to have better coping. Skills. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, having someone to talk to definitely helps. So I called my mom, not to bash my dad or anything, called my mom first, always. Um, my boyfriend was at work and I didn't, I didn't want to get his roommates involved. Um, but I, I called my mom, no answer. Uh, no hate to her, but had to call dad. Oh. And dad was there though. And he talked with me and it ended up being completely fine. We had some laughs. It was all good. May I ask what your third option would be if Bill did not pick up? If Bill did not pick up, I pro- I feel like I was, my mind was so family oriented mm. in that moment that I think it would have been Connor nice I think he would be great for that I really do I do too one time when I was really going through it last year I did have to go to that third resort of Connor 
Um, Does he love being the third choice? <laughs> I think he, well, I think he would rather not deal with that. Not even in the sense of like, oh my God, Kaylee, you're bothering me. It's like, I mean, that's stressful for him, you know? For sure, um, for sure. Right. But uh, when I call, I do recall when I called him, he was, I thought I was going to make him anxious by doing yeah. it. And I didn't want to be like the older sister doing that to a younger sibling. He was the sweetest boy, Aww. talked to me the whole time, really calmed okay. me down. I remember afterwards, I was like, yeah, that was great. So maybe, maybe he should have been second. Sorry, dad. Maybe he should have been second. The younger sibling becomes the older sibling in that moment. I know. That's beautiful. beautiful. Shout out Connor. Huge shout really? out. Huge shout out to the family. <laughs> but yeah, Caroline, that should have given you plenty of time. For sure. I actually thought of it immediately because I'm very quick on my feet. Um, (laughs) Just tonight, I was walking around at work in the office and I went up to my friend Alex and I said, Alex, I think I'm having tunnel vision. He said, I know, same. And I was like, really? Okay, awesome. And then I felt so much better. And he was like, yeah, I just feel like we're all like doing our our own thing and we're really focusing on our work. And I was like, no, no. I mean, like my vision's really blurry and I'm very hot. And he was like, oh, that's not what tunnel vision means. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I sat down and drank some water. Oh my goodness. Would you think it was dehydration? For sure. I don't drink water. I know you don't. (laughs) It's an issue, but I have this jug for the listeners. I have a jug now. So I've been, I've been doing this, but I forget it at work because I also lose things a lot. So I tell myself, don't bring your water bottle, Caroline, you're going to lose it. So then I don't (laughs) drink water. So it's a really bad thing. Same thing on road trips. I Mm -hmm. pee constantly. So then I say, okay, Caroline, don't drink water. And then I'm dehydrated on the road trip. So it's a re it's bad. It's, I've had a really rocky relationship with water. I pee That's constantly hard. too. How, how many times a day are you? If I'm you don't peeing mind me like asking. probably, uh, probably seven or seven or eight. A day? I pee a lot. That's not a lot. Okay, <laughs> fuck, I'm logging off then. Okay, whatever. Well, I like, I was wait. I just felt like we were about to have a moment where I was like, I've been freaking out about how much I pee lately. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like this is my girl. She's about to say like 14 times a day, maybe. And okay, maybe, like, but yeah. listen, next time you're drinking water a bunch, this no. is when I'm not even drinking water a lot. When I'm drinking water a lot, girl, I'll go every 20 minutes. Okay. okay. But, right. And right. then I want you to count your pee next time. We'll talk tomorrow. Let's drink a lot of water tomorrow and count our peas and then text me how much, okay? Okay. Okay. Right. I actually so will see. do that. Okay. Just mark it, mark your calendars. I've been meaning to tally it because since my senior year of college I've been like I feel like I'm peeing too much you guys and everyone has gotten to the point where they're kind of sick of me coming up with um a diagnosis for everything so they're like you're fine everybody pees a lot but I I hate when they say that because it just doesn't seem correct and also I'm so jealous of people that can't pee don't pee a lot I've always been jealous in my whole life absolutely I used to be that girl that's what's hard seeing her really pass by me yeah Kaylee used to be a girl who in high school she tells people actually my poop doesn't smell it's crazy <laughs> she was that girl <laughs> not only was she a guy's girl she was like yeah I don't know. Just, my poop doesn't smell for some crazy reason Are you dead it, ass? cutting it out cutting it out no no i'm dead ass she's making, she's making dead ass. you don't want to tell your friends your poop smells what can i say what oh, why did you say that um yeah girls gotta do what she's gotta do you gotta try to be cool to your friends you gotta try to smell beautiful for your friends your girls you never want them to think when you're the one leaving the bathroom that that was you you want to think it was the person before and not even suspect you uh, but couldn't yeah. pass one on my friend caroline yeah when you told when you told uh me and your your friends that we were all like wow like that's really impressive like, kaylee's poop just <laughs> and they all smell. would like, always walk in the bathroom she's really cool she's like a really cool girl her poop doesn't smell 
How old were we, would you say? 15, 16? That's huge. 15 was really problematic Random. <laughs> 15 and 16 is so random of an age. Like, what? what is going on with our lives and our brains? 15 is random to me. 16 is sweet 16 yeah. the whole year. 15 is not a yeah. real year. It's 14 or 16. Yeah. actually did not happen. I don't know where I was. 15 when is I underrated. Fifteen is underrated. When I visualize being fifteen, is. all I visualize is being a Von Trapp child in the Sound of Music and getting my hair cut. Those were oh, the two events I love of that. my year fifteen. <laughs> it's so funny. Is fifteen sophomore or fresh? Fresh. For me, for sophomore. me, it's sophomore. Okay, because we're July, July and birthday. And for me, it's sophomore. Oh, it I is don't even for you too. <laughs> for I think everyone randomly. Caroline, <laughs> state your sign. Oh, Taurus. Gorgeous. That's who she is. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. <laughs> All right, should we, do, should we do next segment? Yes. I don't know why yes. I'm addressing the segments like that. We normally roll Segment it, number but... two. Let's, well, we're trying to... let's begin. Let's dive I feel into like that. We're like cleaning up like mom before guest vibes. <laughs> like we're like, okay. Yeah. Like Absolutely. putting our papers up. Like we have segments. This is formal. <laughs> um, Kaylee, why yeah, are you underrated up? this week? I am underrated this week because I'm unemployed again. I'm unemployed again, as I did mention last week, due to uh, COVID-19 again, uh, my job had to lay people off. I was one of the newbies in and I I got the big X. Um, So I'm feeling underrated by every single place that I've applied to on Hari that hasn't gotten back to me. I encourage if any of those business owners are listening to check out my resume. Um, I worked really hard on updating it and I would really like for you guys just to even look at it. And that's what I'll say right. on that. Yeah. Right. There you go. Why are you feeling underrated, girly? Uh, I'm feeling underrated because today my car uh, was suffering, was having a moment in the cold, as we all do. Yeah. And Toyota Corollas are not exempt. They'll go and have a moment in the cold. Mm-hmm. Say, I don't want to do this anymore. That's yeah. relatable. I get that. But to do that to me, um, when I'm at the gas station, mm-hmm. to all of a sudden decide when I'm finished, glug glug glug, putting that gasoline in my car, and I get back in my car, and there's people waiting behind me at the pump, uh, that she's just not gonna start. Yeah, <laughs> for a long time, and she's gonna maybe encourage people to laugh at me when she does oh. that. That is when I'm like, you have to pull it together. We're all upset. It's winter, so I'm underrated by uh, my Toyota Corolla, and subsequently, mm. that took oh, me a beautiful. second. Subsequently, subsequently. <laughs> uh, the people who even pointed and laughed at me when they noticed I couldn't, I couldn't quite get going. Oh. Um, so that is my underrated. That is my underrated, Caroline. Why are you underrated? Um, many reasons, but I think the one that's really hit me a lot this week is um, my Uber driver didn't want to talk with me. Mm. So I do feel a little underrated for that. I really wanted a conversation. I was in the mood. I was asking him about his work and his life, and he was giving me really short one-word answers, which is fine. I totally understand sometimes I'm in that mood, but I did feel underrated. Like I wasn't good enough. Like I wasn't Jimmy Fallon enough for him. Maybe I should have been more exciting and um cooler maybe if I had a better outfit on he would have wanted to talk to me more but um ultimately he didn't want to chat so right and just for the record just so we have this for the pod uh what were you wearing um thank you I was wearing my blue jeans a mm-hmm. black turtleneck green sweater and my orange coat that sounds really cool thank you thank that you that does sound cool I have a question do you tend to talk to your uber drivers is that 
nine times out of 10 your vibe or is it normally no sometimes I'm like let me get in there I'll say hi I'll definitely acknowledge him and say hey what's up of course and I'll and I'll chill maybe like fall asleep I really love to fall asleep in Ubers but really oh what if they take you I know oh my god And this one time when I was um, working on the film last year, I was taking Ubers everywhere. And um, the get... film, the film, okay. just <laughs> drop, say she works on the film, say what it was. It, it was called The Binge, but I'll get into that after if you guys want. But um, I know a girl who was in that. <laughs> we, I was Ubering back home. It was like truly 5 a.m., 4 a.m. And I'm already nervous because we're in some weird spot. I'm going home alone. And this guy opens up his phone and is like on his phone and his background is of an anime girl with a huge chest. And at that point oh. I was like, I'm not gonna make it out alive. Mm-hmm. No. Guys, they're, they're gonna kill, they will. Yeah. <laughs> I, I survived luckily. <laughs> We're glad to have you here, yeah. After By all the skin that. of your teeth. I know, that one I, I did not chat with him. I chose not to, but he tried for the best uh I think that's a great segue into our segment you you going ahead and dropping that you worked on a film you're basically oh I thought you meant her just making it here by the skin of her teeth skin uh, of, and speaking of skin you have skin <laughs> girl no um I want to talk about what is your job what's your passion Caroline for sure uh, oh wait but um Wait, before we start this, can I just say something really funny? Is the fact that so we've messed up a couple times on this podcast, right? And by messed up, I mean we kind of we talk we talk over each other. We'll be like, wait, what were we saying? We go all over the place. And recently, my friend um, Rocky Powell, she started a podcast. Plug to her, Wild Nights with Rocky. Check it out. But she the other day was editing her podcast to take out when people say likes or ums or anytime they trail off or anything between her and her guests that was just the slightest bit off and I looked at her and I was like you do that and she was like yeah like a lot of people do this I think a lot of people edit their podcasts to be this way and I was like Tina and I never once in our lives we could one of us could have a coughing fit and we would keep it in are we supposed to censorship that is censorship and that is not okay liberal (laughs) cucks are trying to censor us we can't let them do it you guys are the true ones you guys are supporting america yeah without being dramatic i I do want to say we are the revolution we are the the voice everyone needs to hear and also i don't know how to do that yeah (laughs) and i is it bad that i'm like i don't want to learn i feel comfortable sending this out there i feel comfortable sending it out there i think is it something that maybe costs us listeners? Yeah, maybe so. Maybe, but those but aren't the listeners what? we want. They want to hear those aren't real our honest words. They want to hear us breathing. They want to hear us coughing, sniffling. <laughs> we should not hear you know little moments of silence. That's not that's okay. not what this podcast is. This podcast is about underrated. That's yeah, about chat, 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 chat. It's about chatting. Exactly. And sp- speaking of underrated, oh, <laughs> unbelievable segue. Wow, I um our underrated topic of the week tina and i are going to be doing this topic quite a few times this is a series that we're going to do throughout the the life of our podcast and that is going to be women in comedy can you believe it oh that's why i'm here okay that's why you're here oh, really. okay okay we blindfolded her put earplugs in brought her here <laughs> she had no idea um <laughs> women in comedy and our first women in comedy as you know is caroline Cianci. Cianci. Oh my gosh. Cut the edit it out. <laughs> that we will edit. We that will edit that out. For real. I can't, it's been, she's truly one of my best friends and I can't believe I do this every time. Um, But back to her, women in comedy. Yeah, what do you guys want to know? Where, where, what where, should, we, where should I begin? I 
I personally, for myself, podcast aside, do <laughs> want to know how did you start doing what you do? And maybe just for the record, you should say what it is you do and have done. And <laughs> Most to of do. you don't know, not me, just wondering for the audience. Yeah, yeah um, I'm aware I did my research. <laughs> um, I, you know, many would say you do comedy your whole life. You're always making people laugh. Well, you know, the moment you turn four. Um, not me. Uh, (laughs) when I went to college, I started, uh, at a business school, which was very bold. Um, so I was around a bunch of business kids that knew about stocks. Immediately I knew I was in the wrong place. Um, very upsetting. And I was also fresh out of Catholic high school. Um, and I, I wanted to go to these masses on Sundays at 1 p.m., which was the only Catholic mass at Syracuse University. Um, but then I found this group called the Kumquat, and they're like a satire organization. I thought they were so goddamn funny. I was like, I just want to act for them. And they were like, you can't do that. You have to be a writer. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll try to be a writer for them. So I applied, got in, and their meetings were famously at 1 p.m. on Sundays. So I actually did have to choose between religion and comedy. We know what I chose. Church and state. Church and state, separate them. And I stopped going to Catholic mass and I started going to this comedy group and I'm no longer Catholic. Oh my God. Turned you back on God. I really did. You have to choose one. You really do. Just kidding. You don't have to do that. Um, But yeah, this group, you know, really taught me how to be funny, how to write comedy and satire. That was like my first, you know, format I learned really. And then... I transferred to the TV and film major and that's when I really figured out I want to write for TV. Um, started writing a bunch of scripts and then my senior year of college I was like there's so many people that want to do stand-up comedy here and so my friends and I uh, we made a show at Syracuse and it was called Yonko's Yuck Fest. It was like this underground basement stand-up comedy show where we featured all these stand-up comics and sold drinks. It was just like so grimy and amazing and it's still going on which is so fun and yeah, I mean, I, you know, graduated uh, 2019. I did a little stint in Italy, worked on a farm, which was really fun. Very scary at some points, I will say. We'll and- get back to that because <laughs> we will get back to that. dive into that. <laughs> That's a little teaser. Um, worked on this movie called The Binge, uh, which was an amazing opportunity. and It was really fun. And now I work at Full Frontal with Sam B. Uh, and I'm still writing. Uh, have this one script that's in development with a company and yeah I'm working on a bunch of things and I'm still performing I'm doing this comedy show with my friend Maddie Peck it's called Last Drop Comedy do it in Bushwick and it's just been a time I love New York and I love being here and it's really fun being able to do all that who's cooler than this girl who's cooler than this girl what a stellar autobiography (laughs) I have said this I've, I've told Caroline this a million times I've said it to everyone that ever brings up this girl to me she I've always thought Caroline if I know anyone in this world who's gonna make it and like be successful truly be famous because they're that talented like there's no way that they're not going the farthest they can it's Caroline I mean that 100% fully wholeheartedly she's so funny she's so hardworking. she's uh such a great woman in comedy Mm -hmm. (laughs) see how I brought that back now I'm gonna circle back I want to circle back because you said originally you were like, oh, I want to act for that group. And they were like, mm-hmm. no, you have to write. Yeah. You see yourself ever acting if the situation arises. I know I mean, you do yeah. stand up. You're a wonderful yeah. comedian. <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, I think acting is so much fun. I The stuff that I've, uh, you know, been acting in 
in the past few years are just like my friends projects which mm-hmm. I really love like I don't want to just I'm not an actor I'm not like going on auditions and pursuing those things and uh, I just love working with my friends and I think hiring your friends to act is so much fun and just like being able to perform their material is amazing and being connected in that sense. So I think acting, I enjoy just in the way of being creatively involved with my friends, not so much just like, oh my God, I love being in this character and stepping out of the Caroline role. Like, I don't care about, I don't care about any of that. Right, like it's not your craft. Yeah, exactly, right. And do you feel like that for you is definitely writing? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, But I also think like, doing comedy and like especially stand-up is I would say is similar to how actors feel like where they can kind of do a really dramatic version of themselves I mean that's what I feel when I do stand-up it's like I'm being myself and I'm being honest but like it's it's so much more dramatic and blown out of proportion and it's not like a story that you would just tell in person because they would think you're a goddamn psychopath if I told the same story that I told you know on a microphone but it is it is nice to kind of enter that world for a little bit right do you have a writing process for or if you could share your writing process and do you think they differ from when you're writing a script versus when you're writing stand-up oh yeah um writing a script and writing stand-up is so different it's it's very difficult sometimes a script is like it's really analytical sometimes which can be annoying like stand-up is so free form and it's it's very personal to you and a script can be personal but you're like you're not just going to write a script about yourself like lena dunham does like you have to like really take yourself out of it sometimes and it's really like you have to follow a formula which can be it can be hard sometimes but stand-up is just like what do i want to talk about my deepest darkest emotions and I want to be so brutally honest and I guess that's that's how it differs like with stand-up I like try to get to the core and like think about really embarrassing things that I feel and like really gross and honest things and I want to talk about that because I think not everyone is as open in their personal lives and so like when they hear someone be open on stage and they like relate to it I think it can be really cathartic and that's what I try and shoot for she succeeds. She succeeds. She succeeds. I see her in action. She succeeds. <laughs> Caroline, I have a question. Now you talked about um, being involved in the kumquat from, uh, was that like a male dominated group at your school or would you say it was pretty 50-50, maybe even more women? That's, a, that's an amazing question because uh, the kumquat is like, it's always been dominated by women, which- That's really- beautiful. Oh yeah, like it really shaped me. I mean, I was a little twerp coming from Catholic school. I literally didn't know anything. And I entered this group that is just filled with the most amazing women and men. Like they're just so smart and so intelligent. And I just like had these female mentors to look up to. And that is really important when you first start off in comedy because you can very easily like gravitate towards the male humor and that type of thing and be like, oh, I have to like do the male comedy to be funny and like to be accepted because they're at the top and like that, and a lot of people think that and it's so heartbreaking because like no women are so much fucking funnier like we have just been through so much more like the shit we go through every day and it just leads to us creating the most incredible content and like not that men aren't funny men are so funny but like it's just really good to look up to women like from the start you know absolutely 100 percent agree um did you ever have you felt so far that you've ever come into that situation where you've been uh, looked down on at all being a woman in your industry and in what you do or? Oh yeah, I mean, numerous times. I mean, like definitely not in the kumquat, never. Um, they're just an amazing group, but like that's not the only things I've been doing, you know, when, yeah. you're, on, when you're on a set. 
either a student student set or just like a real set and you ever mentioned like you do comedy to like you know a random guy they mm -hmm. automatically be on the defense and be like whoa what like like how and I'm like not even being dramatic like men are just so confused when they I mean some men are so confused when you tell them that like they just can't fathom it and they're like oh I mean like I know Amy Schumer but she sucks and like I'm not even a fan of Amy Schumer but I will defend her to yeah die just because like people talk so much shit about her and it's just yeah I know I've definitely experienced it and people a lot of people just don't trust your opinion on a film set or don't trust your humor at all because you're a woman and it's yeah it's definitely very prevalent yeah do you think that would you say that stems from insecurity or do you think that nine times out of ten men are generally like actually no this is just how it is like we've got the goods we've got the humor it stems from misogyny and like just them believing to their core that like women are lesser and like they're they just can't be funnier like they have that they it's to the point where they they won't listen to your joke like even if, if you say it to them and like they actually hear the words they're not really listening like they would mm -hmm. with a man like these are just misogynist misogynistic men that I'm talking about that are doing yes that. we're not, not dragging all everyone. men here no, like it's not everyone of course not but like they're they're not even gonna give you the time of day they're not even gonna give you the opportunity to be funny they're not gonna listen to you like yeah. it's terrible but like no matter how fucking funny you are these men would be like sorry like she just doesn't do it for me like she's just like so embarrassing like she's just like asking for attention why is she talking about sex like that's always what they say like why can't we talk about sex why is it so bad for us to talk about sex when men talk about sex all the goddamn time and they love it yeah like, and talk about this but when we mention it they're like oh of course she's a woman all she can do is talk about sex in her body yeah. and it's, i've never heard that once as a critique of a male comedian mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's exactly. never it never even comes up as a critique Right, but because it's the different. overwhelming critique of women in comedy. Exactly. Especially Miss Amy Schumer. They love to be like, she just is always talking about her vagina. What is, what is up with that? And it's like, okay, have you ever cool. watched one second of any male stand-up ever? Like, exactly. All and what's crazy, what's crazy is like, I have the comedians who are not my cup of tea. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you off the top of my head what their shtick is. Because I don't like them, so I don't watch them. I <laughs> right, feel like exactly. It is a little bit fan behavior to be like, I know her whole set. Let me go online <laughs> and tell you what sucks. Like That's yeah. a really good point. Yeah, they definitely have never seen any content of theirs. No, absolutely not. <laughs> not at all. Did you feel like, um, you know, when you worked on the binge, mm -hmm. um, that was pretty male-dominated, right? Working on that set. Do you feel like, like in the sense of uh writers wise would you say writers producers yeah um yeah there yeah there were some some men in so the, as in the like room. a female did you find them looking to you for anything specific did you feel like you brought something like special to the table in that group scenario yeah, yeah I think they were really really uh awesome with uh incorporating me into the process and like yeah they were really respectful and they I think they utilized me in a good way like not just I mean they weren't just using me for like the female characters and the female humor like that yeah. would have been weird but like I got to pitch you know ideas for every character and you know every scene and which was really great but they definitely were like you know if there was ever a female character that they were confused on like what should happen like they did look to me just to make sure like I was pitching my ideas first for that just because it made the most sense and I felt, I felt really appreciated in that sense. And it felt like a really good environment.
That's beautiful. Yeah. I do talk a lot about like the feminine energy in mm-hmm. comedy. Oh, like yes. yes. And I was just wondering if you had like any insight on that because I do think it's fascinating and it sucks that it's the first thing that comes to mind is it has to be divisive it has to be like oh the feminine energy isn't funny but like I think there's so many unique I think there's definitely an observational quality Mm -hmm. like I think women oftentimes do really accurate impressions but of like people they actually know so I was just wondering if you had any observations you'd like to share um are you talking about like feminine energy in writers rooms like when we're yeah 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 I've I mean I've worked with lots of men lots of women and like I would totally agree women are incredibly poignant and observational because I think we're just like we're obviously more on guard most of the time like Mm -hmm. when we're walking about our day I we're worrying about many different things whether it's like our safety um you know is that guy is that old man like being nice or is he trying to hit on me? Like, that's my number one problem. I literally don't know how to figure it out. Um, <laughs> I really don't know. Is he a veteran? I don't know. Um, but yeah, like when I, when I work with women, it's like, it is beautiful. Like my, my friend Maddie, who I do the show with, like, we're always just like bouncing off each other. And we're so, what I've noticed is like, we're so respectful of each other's opinions and our ideas and we'll just like build each other up constantly. And like, we're like, you know what? I don't think that punchline works, but it's am- it's fine. You're amazing. And I love you. You're a queen. Like, don't worry about it, girl. Like it's so, it's such a positive environment, which I, I also love to talk about with comedy. Like people have this weird notion that comedians are dark, depressed souls. And like dark humor is comes from dark past and trauma. And it's like, that's the most bullshit thing I've ever heard. Like comedians can be happy and amazing and positive um and it's just this weird notion that I've heard from like people that love Ricky Gervais like they're obsessed <laughs> with the idea of a comedian being depressed and I'm like what where is that coming from <laughs> like the right. British humor, <laughs> the British humor. <laughs> I was I was watching um oh it's not British and it's actually bad <laughs> that I'm saying this I was watching Dairy Girls um oh I love Dairy Girls oh it which, is bad. Which, which takes place during the Troubles, so they would be kind of pissed to hear Dude, that I'm pissed. like, it's a British show. But I was just thinking about, like, how dry, I guess, it's the Irish sense of humor mm-hmm. is. And I, but, like, genuinely, those girls had me crying. Truly. Truly. I love I think, them. I think if I had an Irish brogue, um, I would be received better. Same. I totally understand that. I always think, like, people with British accents have it so easy. Like they have it so anything they say is butter rolls off the tongue. People are like, oh, what did you say? Oh my god! Oh my yeah. God. I if do only. look at Florence Pugh. I look at her Instagram stories, and I'm like, would she be so enchanting, so charming to me if she didn't have a British accent? And then I watch her movies where she pretty much always has an American accent, and I'm like, the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah, for her it's yes. For her it's yes. Uh, Little Women, enchanting. She- yeah, enchanting she was fantastic <laughs> she was, did you guys um watch midsummer probably a dumb question to ask everybody's seen it, right? no I is that what it is you have it no it scared the shit out of me i did i did not i won't i haven't watched again i haven't felt the need to but i do have a dear friend my dear friend owen who could pop that on at any time and just feel comfortable and Enjoy. i don't understand that i've seen hereditary which has um ruined my life and I won't stop thinking about that movie ever. Did we see right. that together? Potentially. Okay. 
I think I was alone in high, which was my first problem. So I don't think oh, I saw okay. it. <laughs> you guys know the, uh, or met the little girl who was the lead in it, oh. right? <laughs> we met yeah. her, well, and her and her clone. And, yeah, which, and her also twin. known as her sister. Um, <laughs> Shapiro's sisters. I know Shapiro's them as sisters. a Broadway phenomenon. She, <laughs> she uh, yeah, they visited our set for some random reason. They were just like, these two Broadway girls are here. And we we're like, okay, hey. And they just stood there in front of us, kind of just like, hey, what's up? And I remember it was a Q&A. And someone, yeah, yeah so we got to ask them like five questions. Then someone asked them, uh, how did you guys become famous? And they're like, oh, uh, you know, we, we were young and then we got sent to an acting camp and then we got an agent and then we got Matilda. Yay, <laughs> it's that easy. That's how it happened. I happens. wish that was me. I literally <laughs> wish that was me. I'm. I'm so sick and twisted in that, and my family is starting to resent me for this. I know it. Um, whenever we're watching something and there's a darling young actress around my age, I'm like, okay, I'm going to fucking Google her and see either if she's a child actor or if her parents are filmmakers. And I just angrily yes. IMBD and I'm like, huh, yes, she changed her last name so people can't tell. And they're like, okay, Dave, we're literally trying to enjoy a film. Like, stop being bitter. <laughs> I've been listening to a podcast, Dak Shepard's podcast, Random, I know. Whoa. I know, but he has a bunch of celebrities coming on talking about how they got their starts and whatnot. And um, Aubrey Plaza was on the other day. Oh, the NBC page. <laughs> and she um, was talking about how literally one day she just like went in for three different meetings they weren't even auditions they were just meetings and she was like in jean shorts and a t-shirt and like was just there to talk and she ended up like booking like parks and rec and two other like huge things in that one day and she's like yeah and that's kind of how I really got my like big start and I was like in what world do you go in one day three different meetings and and actually book roles that you didn't even read for on those days but they just said we kind of thought of you for this and like what do you think that's amazing. That's um, I'm happy for her, but <laughs> scared for myself. You know how some like directors and producers are like very into the whole uh, hiring and booking non-actors like the Safdie brothers, yeah. which I think is awesome. I feel like there's some, there's some creators out there that love the vibe of like just a real person playing this real character and not having the whole like actor vibe behind them. Cause mm-hmm. there's, I mean, I'm not an actor. But like actors are going to commit to their craft and try really hard. And I feel like some creators are just like, you know, what? I just want some rando off the street to kind of come in and just kind of wing it. Yeah. Which was the girl in Uncut Gems. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, she's an actor, I think, right? The main girl? No, I, I think she's just uh, not no? just, not just. Not just. You, it's great. <laughs> but they, I looked up who she was because I saw that she didn't do other movies really. And the Sadfi brothers just like knew her. Oh my god! And knew no, she, I was think she was hot, and they were like, "Come was on Wicked. down, Wicked." Yeah, I'm thinking. The I think musical? She's a, You're yeah, thinking of Wicked, and she was a Zell. And she was also the singer of Frozen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the singer of <laughs> Frozen. She's not also. She's just the she's singer of Frozen. I think you messed up. No, she was in Glee, and she was in um, Frozen, and she was in. Um, she was in Glee. She was in Frozen. Oh, and Rent actually. And Rent. No, but that's cool. But I love that, that is interesting how like the one girl in the movie, like they they just knew her mm-hmm. and they were like, come on dope. down. You're famous for being <laughs> hot. We know you're, you'll nail this. And then there's also 
Indina Menzel, famous Frozen singer, <laughs> Glee yeah. vibes, Wicked vibes, and but then she also did a great job like for yeah. that role. Yeah. yeah, they also like found a guy. They were out at a bar the night. I think the night before they were shooting something or the week before, and they just met this guy and they they loved him. They thought he was a hoot. They thought it was so funny. They're like, you know what? You should be in our movie. We got this great role for you. Come on down. Like you should do it. And yeah, he like has a small part. <laughs> they just like found him at a bar. I'm torn between thinking that's so cool, and I'm also <laughs> like, okay, along with all the other actors I have to compete with, I yeah. also just have to compete with anyone <laughs> people might meet. <laughs> Literally <laughs> anyone. And if anyone was to anyone. meet me out, like in a social setting, and like try to have a conversation with me, I guarantee I wouldn't be booking a movie from it. I guarantee the only that. way is through a full on self tape and an audition, not just. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna find out where the Sadfee brothers hang out and just like go and like act really granola and be like, I'm actually an environmental engineer. I just stole the personality <laughs> traits of my best friend, Kyla. Shout out Kyla, if you're listening. And they'll be like, this girl is so cool and down to earth. And then they'll look me up and be like, oh, not oh, you. God. <laughs> we found out you have a theater degree. Get the fuck out. You guys remember um, Ryan from High School Musical? Of course. Lucas never- I Oh my God, Lucas Grable. I'll never forget reading in a magazine like Tiger Bop or Tiger Beat that he was discovered in line to get a smoothie. What the Where? fuck? What do you I don't, do? At the mall, they saw him. They said, he is cute. And they got him. They got him for the role. That's un. The guys start drinking some smoothies. I don't really I get would. smoothies. Do you think that's the squeaky wheel? I think that's it. You have to go for it. If there's any smoothie shop still open, I feel like that's a very 2006 thing. Like having a smoothie, like a smoothie shop. There's Joe and the Juice. If that's yeah, so cool. go for that. I remember. I feel like juice is what's in right now. I juice. feel like it's a more liquid yeah. smoothie, which is so weird because I love strawberry banana. I love the chunks of strawberry. I love the absolutely. Not the, it, the day I found out that strawberry banana smoothie that you would get at the mall wasn't like healthy. No, forget that. It doesn't matter. It's I know, but the so day delicious. you find out, you're like, are you serious? <laughs> I literally thought I've been like giving my body the most nutritious you thing are. I could in this moment. <laughs> I hate people, I hate people do that. They're like, um, actually, do you know that Caesar salad actually isn't good for you? I'm like, yeah, it is. Uh, you see those greens? So it tastes good. Look at this. It's delicious. I will eat this. <laughs> people are addicted to telling you orange juice is oh. not good for you and it was a trick played on you by capitalism i, I read they that had today too many oranges the sugar. <laughs> a girl from care. my high school posted she's been like which good for her she's been making all these like uh juices during quarantine and selling them like freshly squeezed whatever uh but she posted today and was like or yesterday whatever and she was like get your oj from me like did you know that oj like that you get in the store is actually literally horrible for you and literally can kill you and i was like oh literally okay. everything i do kills me okay everything i do everything every kills me please i'll take my orange juice and be okay <laughs> please i'm not buying homemade orange juice i'm getting that minute made i don't care that being said Sorry, i don't really girl. i can't remember the last time i had a glass of oj this morning yeah, for me. only at a diner at a diner you get coffee and oj that's it at a diner i get water what? okay get uh, out of my no. life no brunch you're getting oj and coffee <sighs> I, something I want in 2021, and I thought about it a lot, is to go out to brunch more because I really haven't been out a ton. And that is New York. What I'm learning about being in this city, even having stayed inside for most of this year in New York, is that brunch is huge. Brunch is huge. Brunch, brunch is huge. Is- I'd love to go with you. Okay. Okay. Save the date. You name it and I'll be there. Okay. Okay. 
December I'm just 25th. excited to do things <laughs> in general. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, like, I just, I feel like I'm just seeing movie scenes of people doing the most normal shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah, oh, to go to a movie with your friends. Oh, I love <laughs> Can't it. wait. I, love it. I miss the movies. I miss the movies so much. I was thinking about today, actually, I was driving through Times Square randomly. I Sometimes I drive through there to get to work. And I was like, I remember I saw a movie here and it was an accident. We didn't know it was a Times Square MC. And we that showed was, up. That was us, right? That was us. Yeah. We, was that Zombieland? Zombieland 2. <laughs> Zombieland 2. Which we were doing favorite. $5 Tuesdays for a while. <laughs> Emma Stone in Zombieland 2 says the most idiotic shit. She goes, I hate women who say sorry. It's funny because she's trying to be a feminist because she's like but, women. But she's saying I hate. She says I hate women. It's like what are you doing, Emma or Emma's character? Emma's character. <laughs> <gasps> Speaking of the Sadfi brothers and also Emma Stone, um, I just read something on Instagram that said the Sadfi brothers, Emma Stone, and Nathan Fielder from Nathan for You are all working on a project, and I I'm said so I'll be there, whatever the fuck <laughs> it is. I'll I be there. Care. I'll hold the mic. I'll be a PA. I'll be an intern for free. I'll do whatever. Oh, you actually mean you'll be there. For me, I'm saying I'll pay to see whatever they create. <laughs> but for my friend Caroline, for my friend Caroline and Dewar, oh, she says I'll be on that mm-hmm. film. Please book me. Believe and she me. will. That's what's crazy about this girl. She will. She says it. she will. You want to know the saddest story ever? Yeah. yeah I, I was a really big fan of Nathan for you. It's still my favorite show of all time, of course. But when oh, it was no, still. Was he a bad person? No, 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 no. Amazing. Oh, God, I was going to throw up. No, no, no. He, he's a gem. I don't know him personally, but like, I, I just know he's a gem. Uh, right. I like somehow finagled an internship at this, <gasps> at this TV show. But I asked, asked my, I asked my parents and I was like, yo, <laughs> could I go to LA for five months and be an intern on this show? And um, can I get my driver's license now? Because I need a driver's license and I need to live in LA. And they were like, um no that's not possible so I, I didn't do it but it was there and I was ready it could have changed my life but I didn't have my driver's license and I don't know if I could have moved to LA <laughs> for for five months uh just what uh, five months would it be would you have to graduate late or something um I don't know I think I maybe would have missed like summer school but like maybe I could have I mean since I was getting since I would have even be paid I probably would have been able to leave early but um it was a driver's license thing and being having to go out there within two weeks <laughs> that was the main thing I had two weeks to like figure out my LA stuff and it, it was tough is LA in the cards for you LA scares mm. me because I'm scared of, that California is gonna fall off because of yeah. the tectonic plates and I'm just like nervous about that so if you have any advice about that I'd love to hear it yeah I mean LA is always in the cards because there's always opportunities there and I would definitely, you know, go there to work on a show and something I'm like really excited for, not just for any job. Um, But also now all the writer's rooms, at least the ones I know are all virtual. So I'm thinking that a lot of the opportunities that I would love potentially I could do in New York because I love New York so much and I I don't feel like I've gotten to know it at all yet, you know. I know. You're right, Caroline. I know. I feel like a little baby here. Yeah, absolutely. I do want to point out, um, Caroline mentioned her driver's license, and I did pick her up from driver's ed. That's, I just wanted to point that out there. The day she took her driver's ed class, like that eight-hour day, I picked her up. And just, just that eight-hour day. That was it. Just that one. Just that one. Wish I was Bring there for the out. real test. Wish I was there. <laughs> that was a big day. 
I'll tell you that. <laughs> Long that time coming. coming. October 2019 is when I got it. So I'm just one year old as a driver. <laughs> That's my girl. That's huge. Have you been doing much driving this year or not? Really? Oh, so much for my job. I, dri- I oh, drive right, right. throughout all the city constantly. I am such a, an aggressive driver now. I, I show up to Avon, Connecticut, ready to kill <laughs> with my car because I'm straight from New York, ready to go. Switching lanes. No, I'm very, I love it. And I love tra- traveling around New York in the car because I'm like, wow, like I know this city now. I'm like seeing it when I'm traveling. I'm not in a dark subway and I don't, I don't know where I'm going, but now I'm really learning. Driving in New York doesn't stress you out anymore though? Never, never. I love it. A blast from music. Make everyone listen. Oh my gosh, Caroline, you're the boldest girl I've ever met. I have to have my, uh, my music completely off. I'm literally like, <laughs> everyone give me all three lanes so I can make up my mind because the GPS is going to tell me last yes. minute when to turn. Um, I, I hate it, but I drive around here frequently. So it's okay. There you go. I always tell myself, I'm like, I'll just avoid Manhattan, you know, oh. <laughs> I'll just avoid Manhattan. And then I found myself like driving through Times Square, like mm-hmm. literally all this <laughs> That's not as bad as you think. It really is. It's really, it's, it's not, but people, what I don't like the is the aggressive honking that people yeah. do to you when you literally have done absolutely nothing sometimes. I'm like, mm-hmm. guys, can we all just chill out? And have fun. Yeah. You know what I started? I started laughing the other day because I was, dri- I was driving on the highway to Connecticut for work and I started laughing. I don't know if I'm a psychopath, but I started cracking up thinking, this is crazy that we're all just on this highway together, driving. Like, where the fuck is everyone going? Like, we're all just together, like, all moving the wheel at the same time because we all have the same curve. Like, we're all so connected and we're so cute. Like, I think it's so cute when we're, we're all so driving cute. together. I think I it's love- adorable. My favorite thing about the highway, and people will text me when they see it now because they know how excited I get, is when someone... Uh, doesn't quite make their exit but in the last hour they're like this is my exit and they cross the triangle that I scream I love seeing that like yes yes you did it you did it (laughs) I love seeing people fuck up when they're driving because I feel like I've gotten a lot better through the years but like when I was like 17 I was constantly like oh no yeah like yeah. fucking up while I was driving and like <laughs> accidentally like cutting people off and missing my exit oh, so like yeah. when I see other people do it I'm like I have been Lovely. there I'm the last person who's gonna get pissed at you exactly. I literally I can't relate to what you guys are feeling and I'm still 17 year old <laughs> Tina like absolutely not when um not to bring it up again but when Caroline and I did go to London together my boyfriend was driving myself and our other friend Cody Lynn to the airport and uh we had one of those moments where we had to say are we taking the exit or are we still going on the highway what's going on and I said my my boyfriend asked me what is it can you tell me what the GPS is saying I can't really get and I said we're taking the exit we're taking the exit he said okay so he starts to take the exit and uh mom and dad if you're listening turn off the podcast um (laughs) but he starts to take the exit and then he goes I actually don't think that's it. And instead rather goes back to the highway, which would have been fine if that little divider wasn't raised like a sidewalk. Um, So my car did in fact just make it over that. Um, It was so, so scary. Um, But just to even the playing field so my mom doesn't get too upset because I know she didn't turn off the podcast. One time my mom was driving me to the airport. She missed the exit and it was like, 
maybe five in the morning she reversed on the highway so reversed so, on the highway so dragging her as well just so it's even playing field Haley, you know what reversing that on the of? highway when the, the going over the island made me think of when your dad hired me that summer to work and I was like really late that one day and I felt so guilty and so the next day I told Kaylee I was like I'm gonna be there so early a, a, an hour early to work I'm gonna be there so your dad's not upset and I I'm, I was like I just got my permit so I like really wanted to drive and my mom got in the car with me and we had this huge rock in our yard like massive <laughs> boulder <laughs> and it's just like a decoration like, and I've I almost hit that 45 times <laughs> in my life and I re- actually we have two of them <laughs> and I reversed and then I feel the car go whoop and I was like, oh, I just hit the boulder. And so then I kept driving because I thought that like, you know, like all the video games I play, you can just kind of drive over stuff. So I was like, I'll keep driving. And then I got my car fully vertically like this, fully half up in the air. Wheels are like off one end. The other wheels are on the ground. And I, my car was obviously stuck on a rock. And then I texted Kaylee, I'm so sorry. I'm going to be very late today. My car is on a boulder and I'm calling AAA. That's so funny. I literally didn't even remember that you had worked for my dad with me. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah, it was a fun day. Ah, oh, well. <laughs> Shout out to Keiko Print. <clears throat> um, is that it for being a woman and being in comedy? Any any final words, Caroline? Yeah. Final thoughts? Oh my gosh, just live your life. Just live your life. Just live your life. Well, the podcast isn't over, but this oh. talking about women and being oh, funny oh. is absolutely. <laughs> oh my god, literally. Okay, my advice is um be so honest and my advice is you're always funny if you think it's funny it's funny I love that write that down absolutely if you're laughing at it actually genuinely then it's yeah because you're not unique like you're not other people will find it funny if you think it's funny that's my best advice you're not unique. that's beautiful no but it's a it's a positive like not being unique like that's uh, that makes me feel good because I feel like everyone's connected and we're all really similar way more than we think way more than we think totally agree And so that brings us to, did we cross the line at all today? Did we cross the line? Uh, we were on our best behavior. We had a guest. <laughs> That's true. Caroline, did you cross the line at all? I hope not. This yeah. is your one chance to apologize. <gasps> this podcast, what happened? Wait, I did cross the lines when you I said when I said that uh, I'm watching a British show called Dairy Girls. Yes, that, that was crossing the line. Okay, me cool. mixing up that can- Britain and Ireland in that situation specifically is really fucked up (laughs) and to the Dairy Girls cast crew writers I'm sorry I think they would forgive you but I think the Irish people will not no absolutely that sucks because I really want them to like me (laughs) I did cross the line too um when I called out my boyfriend and my mom for their driving decisions I'm just hoping that we're all okay and that everybody's fine with me using my platform to do so um for sure. Um, I really hope I didn't offend anyone, but you know, that's always a risk with anything. So I'll find out in 10 years. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and then lastly, what do you find to be overrated? Tina, why don't you start us off? What I find to be overrated is the plot line in love actually. And I'm a hypocrite because this week I tweeted, can we stop analyzing love actually because I just feel like in the past few years there's been like a million think pieces like mm-hmm. uh love actually is kind of fucked up and I'm like we we know that there's dodgy stuff in there but yeah I think we can stop analyzing it but I was watching it 
And I just think a plot line that is overrated is the whole Kira Knightley and the best friend coming to the door with the cards to be like, I love you. Like, I feel like that's what's regarded as like, oh, the like big romantic, like I always see that picture of like him with the cards and everything. And I'm like, uh, my perfect love actually would involve actually cutting out that plot line, that part. <laughs> yeah. I would not um receive that well if I was Kira Knightley mm-hmm. and I do want to say that Kira Knightley was actually I think 18 when that movie was shot which just adds a layer to me of uh this girl didn't need to be in this movie she's young she's a young yeah. girl and those guys yeah. look 35 I mm-hmm. just I would cut it I would cut it out uh and that is what's overrated to me I agree with that I 100% agree what's overrated to you um one wick candles let's just skip the formalities and get to the three wick there's no need to even be purchasing the one wicks at this point to me uh caroline why are you giving me that look you guys can't see over zoom but she gave me a look i'm trying to fathom a, a three wick do you want me to show you mine no i have a one wick going right now and i love it uh once you see a three wick you'll say there's nothing like Is it. it there's no experience it, like this it goes fast it goes fast the thing you would think oh no it's gonna it's gonna sink down so much faster it doesn't it just gives you more of a fragrance and I would say it's it's giving you more in general I've had a three-week candle last me and I love to light it every night um it's all all three all three wick you have to light all three wicks because then it'll only sink in the one spot and you don't want that um but I I do have a couple three wicks right now and one of them that I've been lighting pretty religiously has lasted me over a month at this point. Mm, wow. So to me, that's beautiful. And I think one wicks are just not, not it. Not it. Caroline, what's overrated to you? Tell us. Tina, you had a really good point um, about love actually. And I was thinking a lot recently and I think that like really deep and critically acclaimed films are overrated. And here's why. I think we need more stupid, dumb, like really easy to watch Hallmark Lifetime movies. That Jen and I were just saying this. Yeah, it's oh my unbelievable. God, right? You don't, like no one should make fun of you for liking those movies. I'm I'm sick of the culture around like oh uh, that the script is so bad. Like who cares? Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia too. Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia. All those movies. You are happy. You are having fun. Who cares if it's weird and lame? Who cares? You're having fun. I'm so done with 1917 and Manchester by the Sea. All these deep movies about sad people. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. The Lighthouse. I saw someone. The Lighthouse. I saw someone tweet today. They're like, "Stop fucking around and make a Mamma Mia Christmas special." And I was like, "Yeah, that's exactly what I need. (laughs) It's what we need right now. Like, think about the people. Think about the people." Oh my gosh, she's literally, Caroline, you're in our heads. Tina and I were just texting about the movie Last Christmas, actually, because we were like, oh we were God. like, no, is you this need movie? To see it. You oh, have to. Oh my God, I'm now so I excited. can't. Okay. Text us after. I love him. I love him. Mm-hmm. Me too. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Um, and her. And her. her. Yeah. Um, we were like, is this movie good per se? Yeah, no. But did we have the time of our lives taking it in? Yeah, we did. We did. And guess what? That means the movie's good. That means the movie's good. Yeah exactly oh my gosh you would have been perfect on our mama mia episode not even <laughs> i have you seen mama mia i feel like you haven't no i haven't okay cool well get on that before last christmas because <laughs> i will defend oh. it to the day i die i'll defend yeah. that i haven't seen the kardashians but like i will defend it as a culture and a concept 
and I'll defend a lot of things that I don't really know. Like Amy Schumer, I don't really know, but I'll defend mm-hmm. her. I'll defend a lot of things without knowing, which is probably not smart. <laughs> Sometimes it works out, though. In this case, for Mama Mia, it absolutely did. You're talking to the right girlies for that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you're audience. You're our first guest in so long. Thank Yay. you for oh. coming on. Thank you for having me. It was what such an honor. You guys time. asked some hard-hitting journalist <laughs> investigative journalism questions you guys are the next ira glass i'm so ready for you guys to skyrocket thank you it's so in the cards for us 2021 we're getting famous I yes like. i can feel it and then we'll be the perfect amount of rated yay and, and that's our show <clears throat> that's our show bye guys bye, bye.